You are now listening to the NYYST Welcome back. This is episode 189 of the NYYST podcast. I am your host, Christian, as always, joined by my co-host, Chris. You! And Stack Guy, Ryan. What up? What's going on, fellas? I like the neck gator, bro. It was a, it was a, it was a late, last-minute decision. Great gator. Like yeah, there, there might be Rona here, bro. So. It's the Garrett gator. It's sometimes, sometimes you need to make last-minute decisions that, that make or break you. And this was, a, mean, good, this was a solid one. But yeah. Clint Fra- I mean, Clint Frazier's rocking it, so I mean, I got to go with it too, right? Clint Frazier's really fucking rocking it, man. If Clint Frazier can hit bombs with a mask on, you can wear a mask driving your car. Right? Isn't that like the thing? Isn't yeah, that what everyone says say. now? Uh, we're recording Sunday afternoon. It's about 1.30. We're about uh, five and a half hours away from the Yankees taking on the Boston Red Sox again. It'll be J.A. Happ Ugh. against... God only knows who. Uh, who cares? Because the Red Sox are awful. I mean, we'll we'll get into that later on in the show. Uh, recording this as like a pregame for Sunday Night Baseball, which is kind of our tradition when the Yankees are on Sunday nights. So uh, we'll break down the four games they played since the last time we recorded. But uh, obviously, we got to start with more injury news. Uh It's like you can't. It's like unavoidable at this point. Wait, before we do this, I just want to say two things. One, obviously, get to fucking iTunes right now. Five star rating and review because you know what I'm sick of. Even as much as I love it, I love how many people reach out to us throughout the week and praise us. But you know what? Open up iTunes right now. Open up Apple Podcasts. Leave that rating and review on there too. Thanks. Five stars. Five stars. Second thing I want to say, real quick, let's take over unders. Sunday Night Baseball, Yankees versus Red Sox. One of their shit pitchers versus Jay Happ, the shittiest of all Yankee pitchers. How long is this game going to go? Over under four hours and 15 minutes. Uh, I'm taking the under. I think it'll be over before 11 o'clock. Really? Mm, That's tough. I'm going over because the Yankees could make some pitching moves tonight if they want. How many innings? Games are actually averaging. Uh, the games are longer this season than they were last year. Although they had this three batter minimum rule, that should the game should be going moving much quicker. But they're not this well, year. Well, it's good. Maybe they'll get rid of it. And with half pitching, and it's Boston versus New York. I'm going over. Wow, over four fifteen. Yeah, That's it's unmanageable. Yeah, no, we're we're having a long game tonight, boys. No, I'm taking the under on that. Okay. I think it'll be over by eleven o'clock. Okay. Oh, show. Oh, show. Four hours. Four hours is enough. Foul show. Uh, unfortunately, what's not enough is it's seemingly like the Yankees just keep wanting to, you know, pour gasoline on the fire. That is their injuries. Uh, Aaron Judge is on the injury list, and now we found out right before we came on, which was kind of expected after watching the game Saturday night. DJ LeMayu is on the injured list. Um, LeMayu told Boone yesterday that it felt like, Similar to the same injury that he had when he was in Colorado in 2018, which sidelined him for about three weeks. Great. Now, stat guy Rye doesn't seem to care because, A, he's coined the phrase glorified spring training, 
and his boyfriend Tyler Wade will most likely be taking uh, DJ Lemayu's spot in the lineup. So that should, you know, definitely <laughs> excites that guy. Right, T there. Wade earning it though. He really has been. He's been he's he, been effective when he when he's out there. He's contributing. He's, remember he's when bases. Tyler Wade was just an automatic out? He's not anymore. I mean, he's hitting about a hundred points higher than Jose Altuve is right now. That's crazy. Ooh. That's crazy. But before we break down DJ and his latest injury, because we formatted the show uh, prior to the actual release that he was going on the IL, uh, let's talk about Aaron Judge here. Uh, it was what Tuesday against the Braves that he hits a big home run. Yankees are up, I believe it was eight to. Was did, they, did Atlanta score yet at this point? It was eight three when Judge yeah. came out of the game. And we're gonna. I'm gonna take this in two parts. One, Aaron Boone's handling of it, which I, I, I hate it. I, it's one of the first big strike marks against Aaron Boone in his tenure here in my book. I know uh, we've been big. Me specifically, have been a big supporter of Aaron Boone since he's been here. You know, Booner for Boone. But I did not really. I wasn't jiving with him and the way he handled Aaron Judge and the uh, injury on Tuesday night. Because uh, initially he came out and said, oh, uh, you know, we kind of had leverage in the game. We wanted to get Judge off his feet. You're up by five runs yeah. in, what, the sixth inning? Yeah. You can't you can't sell that to anybody no. that pays any type of close attention it to It wasn't baseball. a 12-run lead, right? If That would be different. I actually, my booner went down to a chub after his handling <laughs> of this of this with Aaron, well, Aaron Judge here. Well, one of the reasons we've liked Boone, I think, has uh, been his transparency with the fans and his the way that he has sort of communicated. He doesn't kind of do what he did in this situation. At least that's the precedent he set. But here he kind of was. Uh, I mean that 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 wasn't the case, right? Yeah. Now now Judge is on the IL. I don't know, hey, man. He's been acting super weird this year, Boone. It's like he got brain Rona or something. I don't know, he man. Got it's that like- brain Rona. Uh, and please don't DM us. So you guys make fun of Corona. It's it's a joke. No, it's like it's just a joke. It's just a joke. Maybe it's uh, the Gator. Maybe Christian, the gator. you got to test it out. Wear the Gator. Wear the Gator. See if it cuts enough oxygen off. Where you you making bad decisions? Uh, you have Rona uh, of the brain. I'm gonna do heroin. You going? Now. You going, <laughs> David? Help? Yeah, no, it definitely it definitely <laughs> makes you make bad decisions. Um, I don't know, man. I didn't really. I, I didn't get it. Like. And then, you know, the, the Twitter sleuths were out there like, oh, look, he grimaced when he was rounding the bases. So, and you then know, you're people, like, shut up, fucking idiots. <laughs> and then people caught that. And then after the game, Boone's like, well, you know, he's kind of worn out from playing four games in three days on the turf in Tampa. Why did you play him all four games in Tampa in right field then? Okay. This is something the Yankees consistently do. They consistently rest guys. They consistently rest guys when they're playing in Tampa because of the turf and judges out there four games in three days. So that goes against the book uh, based on what they've done the last two and two plus years. So I can't, I can't hear that, bro. Like I can't sit there and have you tell me, Oh, he's dealing with this shit because of uh, the turf. Then why'd you play him? You, you, you always take the precautions and this year you didn't take it. Why? All right. Can I defend Boone just a little bit here? Maybe at this time he did feel like like Judge was going to be fine. Judge felt like he was going to be fine and that maybe his leg was you know his lower body was just feeling a little drained 
from the turf. And then we want to fight that, yeah, he didn't rest them and everyone gets rest. And why didn't he rest them on the turf? But if he did rest them on the turf, we'd be like, why the fuck are you sitting a red hot Aaron Judge right now? So Nobody we can't have, have it that. both ways. Yes, everyone would have said it. Everyone no. would have said it. When I say when I say no one would have said that, I mean rational people that understand the game and the way that the Yankees operate business would have never said that. All right. I agree. But what I'm saying is... I don't we, count maniacs in when I say... What I'm saying is Boone's trying to ride the hot hand, and I'm never going to fault him for that. So DH... These guys, these guys, you can't... Ju- now you're justifying Aaron Judge getting hurt just because he played on fucking turf for four days. You know what that does? That should just make you need a day off. Okay, a couple days off. They had a couple days off regardless this week. You are a Major League Baseball player. You're how old? 28, 29? You shouldn't be injured just from playing four days on turf. I'm sorry. That's not anyone's fault but Aaron Judge. There's no reason for this guy to be fucking injured right now, and it's frustrating. I don't like the excuses that, oh, that's the initial thing that he came out and said. Then why did you play him? You know this is, goes against everything that you do. Everything yeah, that you and, do. and that just goes back to how Boone handled it. But at this point, I am frustrated with no one but Aaron Judge. I'm not really. I I don't I don't know, man. It is what it is with him being injured again. But kind of, and then Boone backtracked on it when they when they placed him on the IL, saying that uh, it's it's more wear and tear than anything specifically in Tampa. What is he tired from? Yeah, I, I, yeah. I mean, come on. That You've just had how many months worse. off? You've had how many months off from this delayed season, and now you're hurt again, and it just goes back to the to the question of the last two years: can you can you deem Aaron Judge injury prone? And it and the more this shit happens, the more I have to say yes. And it's frustrating. And then and then you, they make and then you can believe whoever you want to believe. I you know it's, the Yankees have not earned the benefit of the doubt in this perspective that. They they tell you something about injuries. You don't. You have the absolute right not to believe them with the way things have yeah. went down the last couple of years. But it, excuse me, Boone made it sound like if we were playing in October, Aaron Judge would be on the field, and that they're kind of taking it a little easy with him. Because that maybe he might have missed three or four games. Yeah. But they just put him on the IL just to hey you know take it easy. Let's not make this worse. And as you know, as we said earlier, Stack Guy Ride likes to throw around the term glorified spring training, and the Yankees are kind of treating it like that with this injury. Because if we were playing 162, maybe Judge doesn't go on the IL. They let him sit for four or five days, and then they throw him back out there. Yeah, but to your point, I mean, we started, we saw this in actual spring training before everything got shut down, where you were told Aaron Judge was just taking a couple days off to to not have live swings and and whatever with. What was hurting him back then? Is his shoulder again? His is arm, the shoulder, something, the neck. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, something. And and it turned into he's not going to start the season on time. And and so it just seems like this. It's almost like the players like no, I'm good. They want to say they're good, and they let their manager go out there and whoever else and have a press conference say no, they seem fine. We're just going to take this slow. We're being we're being cautious here. And then it just, each day they try and do more and more, and it just turns into, you know what, I think I'm hurt. And then it turns into all this. I mean, these players have to be, if you want to, if you want a manager to be as transparent as possible and talk to the fans, you yourself as a player need to be as transparent as possible too. I understand you want to go out there and play every game, but when they're not being transparent to their manager, how can he be transparent to us? He knew, but come on, bro. He knew he wasn't taking him out of the game because of the score. Well, that hor- well, that's wrong. I I understand. That, that. What kind of horse shit is that? We all know better than that. We right. knew 
we're being lied to. Right. And I, I think that's uh, fans have a right to be upset by that. Just be like, listen, we saw him grimace. We, we took a precaution. We're going to see where we go. Not, no, we had some leverage in the game. Five runs is not leverage in the sixth inning. It's not. Well, it doesn't it's help. Nice, yeah, it, it's a, it it's doesn't. A nice lead. You should feel good about winning the game at that point. But you're not going to be pulling your guys. And then last night, what was it, 10-3? Sanchez comes out in the eighth, and you're like, that's a situation where you're like, okay, you know, you're giving Gary a couple of innings. But immediately, because of the way the Yankees handled things, you're like, oh, Gary's hurt. Yeah. It doesn't help either that you have a fan base that wants to rip your fucking head off the second that you're injured or something. So I'm sure Boone's trying to be cautious of that too and not give away too much if he doesn't have to. But yeah, it was just a poor it was poor handling of it. I can't agree with that more. I I see I'm I'm ready to I'm last week I said I'm ready. You want to call John Carl Stan injury prone, go ahead. I'm not gonna defend it. I'm still kinda hesitant with judge because you know these last couple injuries maybe not the calf so much but the guy cracked the rib diving for a ball does that make somebody injury prone kind of because i think Uh, it has to i think it has to do with just how big the guy is and i think that does matter it's not like a free thing tissue injuries like the calf and the and what stan deals with all the time with the bicep and all and everything last year i think that lends itself to be injury prone but uh, you know, diving and making hard contact with the ground and cracking a rib—it's kind of a fluky thing. Breaking your hand, getting hit by a pitch—that's a fluky thing. thing. That's something that's you out know, of your control. You, you know, know when you're Carl that Stanard, big and you're laying even, out for a ball like that, you're that big. That's why he broke. If that was Brett Gardner laying out that way, he's not breaking his rib. Is Brett Gardner dead after falling into the wall yesterday at the end of the game? <laughs> no. And what the because fuck was that? Hard. Why is that part of the wall open like that? <laughs> Did you see that? What, it just like flew open, right? Yeah, i never seen that before. I thought he had it, and then, and then Guardy was like, duh. Uh. <laughs> uh. Uh, but yeah, I don't know, man. Like, the two of the, two of the you know, the oblique, if you want to say he's injury prone because he pulled his oblique twice, okay, I'll give you that one. The calf, yeah, okay, I'll give you that one. But, you know, cracking a rib. I, I, I don't know. I'm not really giving it. I'm not really going to go that far, obviously. And that's the thing that aggravated me the most about people calling judge injury prone is all the time he missed in 2018 when he got hit by a pitch. Yeah, that's, that's not, There's nothing you can do about that. Who's not going to miss time from that? That's Superman? Different. But let me ask you this. If Aaron Judge is going back to rob a home run and he jumps at the wall and he hyperextends his arm, is that not something you're calling injury prone because he was jumping up and trying to reach for a ball? That was going to be a home run. It's the same thing for laying out for a ball. Then, then tell him not to exert any effort out there. <laughs> then, then DH him. I mean, I when I was driving home just now, I heard somebody call the fan. That's a new. Th- oh, Aaron Judge has to play first base. You're worried about him not stretching properly, and that he's got it, issues with his lower legs. But you want him to play a position where he constantly has to be on the you know, more movement with the legs, and it has to stretch. You know, like a first baseman does, but I can't. I can't I'm so as a former first baseman, I'm very insulted by how everyone thinks the defensive positioning of a first baseman is just arbitrary. It's just like, oh, he sucks. Throw him at first. It's not that easy. Wow. I was going to say if Judge was too tall. So I looked this player up. Who do you think? I Well, Richie Sexton, how tall do you think he was? Oh, six, six eight. Did you see that? Yeah, one? I was going to say six seven, six, six eight. eight. That's a tall dude. 
Dude, I didn't think you could be oh, that yeah. tall and play first base. Yeah, that's what you want at first base. Yeah, but like what Christian said with the with the flexibility of that position. I mean, how many times you see Luke Voigt have to really stretch his body out? Well, Christian thinks Luke Voigt sucks at first base and stretching. But I mean, six eight. It's a he, different argument the, for a different Richard day. Richard Sex has got to be the tallest first baseman ever. He might if you be. think Luke Voigt is a good defensive first baseman, then you don't know anything about I baseball. think he is. A, yeah, okay. I mean, come on. I think he's a. I think for what he brings to this team, he is more than okay at first base. I don't think he's your tweet. No, okay your no your base. your tweet the other day was that he was incompetent at first base. Literally, yeah, that's pretty much that what you said. Times. That's pretty much what you said, and he's far from that. I think he's he, actually he makes some really great plays over there that a lot of guys wouldn't make. Look at last night. Not every guy makes that play last night when he laid out. I think he, he. I think he does a great job over glove there. Glove work. I'll give him. He's got better glove work than he does his handling of the bag. Wait, hold on. And the way he sh- was Richie Sexton an outfielder. <laughs> Why do you love Richie Sexton? Because I'm looking it up and he's not oh, listed I, as a first baseman. But I remember him as a I first thought he baseman. played maybe a left field. Part of his yeah, that's a first baseman's glove though in his picture. Yeah, he was yeah. A first I guess baseman, he played. Dude. I think when he played like 18 but games for the Yankees. Another six eight first, first yeah. baseman, Tony Clark. Tony Clark was a big dude right too. Now. Six yeah. foot eight. They they tied. Uh, they're the tallest at that position. Wow. Fun fact. Yeah, now Tony Clark's ruining the sport by being a bad head of the union. Yeah, I really think he sucks. He's he's egotistical. Tony. Seems like right. Tony Clark. Back to Yankee talk. Sorry. So, uh, <clears throat> you know, I like to run these polls from time to time to gauge the uh, fan base, and you know, I like to run them at specific times because you know there's great recency bias amongst this fan base which is evident by something we'll talk about later on in the show but um this poll i put out when we when he landed on the il judge you know we gotta wait we gotta stay away from pronouns i was told you gotta stay specific people's names you can't call him it's judge okay okay i like that uh given judge's last il stint what do you want the yankees to do with him uh sign him long term let him walk when he becomes a free agent or trade him. And we're going to mm. read a couple of uh, fan responses first, but let's, let's us three work through this. Can you uh, say, Chris, can you read it again verbatim? So Yankees fans, given Aaron Judge's latest IL stint, what do you want the team to do with him? Sign him long-term, let him walk when he becomes a free agent, trade him. Okay. Okay. Do you want to start? Do you want to give your opinion first? You can go. Because I feel like you you already warmed up in the bullpen on this I'm one. Just, it's not that I'm warmed up in the bullpen. I never read your poll at all. I, I'm glad that you just Just the way it. you were like, do you want to start? It's like you want to. No, you want no. I just think I, it's – I don't even think it's a I, – I just can't imagine anyone thinking anything other than signing them long term. I can't. I do have some numbers here that we could maybe break down to that could uh, – you should really factor in before you even consider this. So you want me to throw some numbers out to, out yeah. to you guys? I'm stack guy right. Yeah. I'm going to throw a certain number out, and you guys have to tell me what it represents, okay? I'm I'm down. 20, uh, okay. 2023. 2023 is when they have him under control until. Yeah, that's his free agent. Yeah, 2023 here, right? is when Aaron Judge becomes a free agent. So we have this, the rest of this season, we have all of next season, which should be 162 games and another 162 games in, in 2022 to really evaluate. All okay. Right. Wait, but he's still on the Yankees in 2023, right? No, he's a free agent, I believe, in 2023. He's he's at three years of service time now. This year will be one. So 2022 is his last contracted yes. year? Yes. Okay. All right, okay. here's the next set of numbers. Uh-huh. 155, 
112, 102. Those are his games played. Those are his games played in the years 2017 to 2019 in that order. So we have to evaluate now. Are we going to get an Aaron Judge that plays 155 games? Or are we going to get a 102 guy? So we still, again, this season and the next two years to really evaluate that. Now next. 52, 27, 27. Home runs. Not a home run That's the numbers hit. of home runs he hit. So when he's healthy and playing 155, he's, he has the potential to hit 52 and, home but runs. But even if he's not healthy and not playing 162 games, he's still hitting you almost 30. All right, and now the last, yes. And now the last set I'll give. 422, 392, 381. On-base percentage. That's his on-base percentage from 2017 to 2019. So, I mean, so that's that's what he brings to the table, like you said, Chris. Even if he's not fully healthy and not contributing with that power, he's still getting on-base at a ridiculous clip. He's all, he also struck out 208 times in 2017, 152, and 141 the next two years. But when you, <laughs> when you strike out that much, but you complement it with a high on-base percentage and those power numbers, it, it negates it. So, I mean, I think you need to factor in all those, and really the, the answer to your poll for me is – it's it's none none of the above and more. We need to wait this out. Let the guy play his contract. the The question isn't are we gonna are the Yankees going to pay Aaron Judge, giving him a long term deal. It's it's are they going to do it before he's up for free agency? And I think now the answer, if he continues to show this, it's, it's no. They're gonna ride it out, have him uh, go full service time, and then when the option has to present itself, that's when the. The answer will, typical will millennial can never give you the answer that you asked him yeah. for he's got to oh. give you something different I don't don't knock millennials first of all you're a millennial and second of all i don't consider myself a millennial i was born in 1983 millennials aren't the ones ruining ruining everything in this world right now it's actually i just took your question i did a little critical thinking. it's actually what is it gen z who who came after us millennials yeah z i think they're really the ones <laughs> ruining everything all right so to answer the poll uh, what the fans actually voted for. It was tied 12% for let him walk and trade him, and 76% said sign him long-term. Okay, so I think that's I think that's fair. You And it just I shows. I was really surprised, honestly, given that this was posted right after he went on the I.L., really surprised to see the fans vote overwhelmingly to keep the guy. Yeah. Because, like I said, recency bias runs deep in this sure. fan base. It runs deep anywhere. But yeah, and I know, true. and I know we have a set thing here, and we got to get to DJ and stuff. But I got to ask, what? How do you think the poll? How do you think this poll would have went if it if it was altered for Stanton on what they should do with him? Not not in a sense of let him walk in his you know free agency, but what they should do with him under this contract? Keep him, no, try and dish him. They would have said let him burn in hell. <laughs> <laughs> Cut him. But do you do you disagree with this? Like at cut this him point? with a knife, not even like cut him off the team. <laughs> cut him from the team, cut him with a knife, or let him write out his, his contract. <laughs> cut with knife. No, seriously. So Ryan, I, I mean, where do you Ryan, I just wanted to all right, you go and then I want to ask that question. All right, Ryan, in fairness to you, a few people did respond saying I think we need to see where this is at the when he hits uh, free agency, which Okay, that should have been a fourth option, but it didn't really no, like fit what I wanted to it's not polarizing see, get enough. out of the, what I really wanted to get out of the fan base. So I do understand your response, but Chris, are you under the impression the same thing as Ryan and see where it is? Or are you going to take one of those three options? And no, no, I, I'm not seeing where anything is because I think I think for you to maximize your value as what you're going to value Aaron Judge at, you're going to do that before 2023. Right, if you're gonna wait out until 2023, 
then you're just opening the door to what more can I get? I think this is something that has to be made before 2023, a decision that has to be made before then. And so I'm not even thinking about it. I'm thinking as a business person at this point, if I'm the Yankees in in their business office, I'm thinking now could be the best time to get the the give him the best contract possible, given that he hasn't stayed on on the field as much as we'd like him to, but he's still effective when he is. And I think at I, that point you're not waiting. I think the Yankees should absolutely sign him long term, and I'm not even saying that they should wait until uh, 2022 yeah. to do it. I think they should give him a contract at the end of the season. Yeah, that's I'm 100 percent on board with that. Buy out those last couple arbitration years and, and tack him on till what? He's you want to say till he's thirty five? Sure. He probably lost the ability to be a thirty, thirty five million dollar a year player, but you know, give Aaron Judge twenty seven, twenty eight million dollars a year. Are you or do you really want to play the arbitration game? No, you can't. And, and, you can't. and save you know, save yourself ten, twelve million bucks the next couple of years. He doesn't want that. The Yankees don't want that. And I, I agree with you one hundred percent. Even if you're going to get 110 to 130 games out of Aaron Judge at every year because he's going to have IL time, is he not too valuable to this team on the field and what he represents to it off the field to not play that game with him? Absolutely. I agree. I agree right, 100%. So, so I don't, I don't think the Yankees are at the stage right now to be willing to offer him $27 million. A year. No, I think in the offseason you're going to see it, though. I really it's do. A, it, I, I I think it's going to come down to this injury right here. Is he going to come back from this and play the rest of the season, or is this going to linger for the rest of the year and he's out? Could be. Because if that's if that's the case, if this is a linger, you're a linger. I, I am. Um, but I'm not up for a, a contract soon, and I I'm not. If I'm look at what look at the Yankees' recent history, they're not paying guys huge contracts. Obviously, Cole's a different different whole different level. But those middle of the line guys, your Patrick Corbin types, your you know those those guys that haven't totally. Yeah, Aaron but Judge, we're talking homegrown superstar, right? right now. But yeah, but, well, but calling has, Aaron Judge a middle of the road guy. He's but he's not that. He's not twenty seven million like you guys are. Oh, I disagree one hundred percent. Absolutely, he is, Ryan. I think that's undervalued. He is what when he, he might even when he's get on, the, on the open market. When he's on the field, he is. Well, that's sure. maybe why they can get him at a at a better at a more yeah, team but friendly you, price. But are you willing to? Offer him that team friendly price Absolutely. because because as but but as the as Aaron Judge isn't that almost a slap in the face to Aaron Judge? Not if you're really giving him a not, almost a Hicks not when level. You're buying out his arbitration years. And if not, you offered him that when he hit free agency, it might be. Oh yeah, but if you're buying out his arbitration years, knowing that it's going to double, maybe triple what he would it's get building his value at that point. He's making more. Yeah, he's it's exactly. So, so my question to you guys, and I really want to get to DJ, but. With Stanton back on the IL, it just seems inevitable at this point that he's just going to continuously go back every 15 games. What do you do now? Are you in Are you in the mindset yet with most of the other fan, fans of this team throughout the years that he's been here now that they should just try and do anything they can to, to get rid of him? No, because they didn't do that with Jacoby Ellsbury, and uh, Stan's a 10 times better player than Jacoby Ellsbury Well, is. yeah, but I think Jacoby Ellsbury, they weren't going to get – they they didn't have the ability to get – An injured Stanton is still way more valuable than a healthy Jacoby Ellsbury. Yeah, for what? On that contract? Maybe he'll <sighs> opt out at the end of the year, and he won't be our problem anymore. Maybe. Maybe. But, Maybe I mean, he'll at get this point – that- that somebody will throw a ton of money at him. At Who this knows? point, he's just—I fr- mean—it's beyond frustrating. 
I'll tell you what, if he wants to opt out, the Yankees definitely shouldn't chase him like they did with A-Rod all those years ago. Beyond frustrating. And not to sound crass, but Hank's dead, so I don't see that happening anyway. So Hank was the one that uh, kind of facilitated A-Rod coming oh, yeah. back after he opted out. So, Well, I don't know. And now this is the biggest blow, in my opinion. Well, you know what? In fairness, we should read a few fan qu- uh, responses. We did ask for them, so you want to... You want to give the fans, uh, and they were they were good with them. So let's start with Rebecca at Peace Now for Life. Uh, she's a good listener of the show. She says, I'm still saying sign him long term. I love Judge and what he brings both offensively and defensively. These injuries are tough, but don't forget the one major injury was a broken wrist. That can happen to anyone. And I think people that are rationally thinking about the way Judge gets hurt, you have to keep that in mind that, you know, he – yeah, that was a freak thing. I mean, it was. All the way 08, and this is an interesting comparison, and I wanted to get you guys' takes on this. Uh, at all the way 08, Another Judge's good special, listener. Mantle was hurt a lot, too. You sign a player like Judge. Mantle was drunk a lot. And that, it's just, and that I mean, facilitated the, the taping from head to toe every single game. And but he was hurt a lot. And, but, yeah. but Mantle ever, Mantle didn't play in Major League Baseball when the sport was making nine point nine billion dollars a year. So it's a it's a completely to different. his point though. Would you have, if we were doing NYY Sports Talk back, back in, in nineteen sixty one? All right, if we're going would there, you, would you tra- would you be fielding questions that we got to trade Mickey Mantle? No, no. <laughs> yeah, I mean you would have to because of the social media era. If we still had social media back then, but no, of course. And I, I think that is a good a good uh, analogy there in a sense of like, this is our guy. He's supposed to be our guy. And when he isn't hurt, he's friggin' unreal. Uh, this is a glorious husband. Uh, <laughs> that's what, that's what he goes. Is that his, is that his at? That's what he goes. At glorious, at glorious husband. Yeah. He told me to, to uh, drop that in again this week. Hopefully uh, things are going well for Ryan. Because, uh, like we said, <laughs> last week, we're, we're hoping, we're, we're hoping, poke, we're pushing yeah, for well, you. I mean, with all these injuries, I mean, you know, uh, mm-hmm. he says when arbitration is up, that's when the decision needs to be made. So Ryan thinking like Ryan here, yeah. Ryan uh, he leads Ryan. the Yankees to the promised land and deliver. He said, if he, excuse me, he leads the Yanks to the promised land and deliver back the Brink truck up. I don't care about dollars. I care about championships. So. Yeah, but He's you saying, might get a championship before that. I wasn't comparing Judge to Patrick Corbin, too, by the way. I know, I know, I know. Let's right, get let's that out of the way. Here, let's get a good one. One more, one more. One more. Uh, here we go. Uh, the God Pigeon. Mm. At the God Pigeon? At No, actually, it's at Donald that, R. Miller 7, but the God Pigeon is... Is his name. Is his name. Okay. Signed long-term as he has always been a Yankee from minors to his debut and beyond. Imagine, and this is, an, this is another Mantle comparison too. Imagine the fans if they traded him or let him walk. Mantle was hurt a lot too and stayed with the Yankees. They never traded him away. Or they would have never traded him away. You know, I'll run with that. I, I, I'll run with that in a sense of, I'm not comparing Aaron Judge to Mickey Mantle, but I mean in a sense of he's our guy and he's he's a true Yankee through and through. All right. Yeah, but let's, you can't let's give look up at on this. Him. Let's look at this. From the years 1952 and we'll go to 1959, this is the games played for Mickey Mantle 
142, 127, 146, 147, 150, 144, 150, 144, 153, 153. So this was a guy, yeah, towards the end now, the last five, 10 years, 123, 65, 143, 122, 108, 144, 144 in his final year. Yeah, but so I mean, I mean, we, what was he really? I mean, Judge missed what? He played 102 games last year, so, I mean, the jury's still out on Judge. Yeah, but, but here's the thing. Here's what kind of— played a lot of games. Here's here's an argument that goes against your point of a $9.9 billion industry is that Mickey Mantle wasn't making the kind of money Aaron Judge is. So the value placed on these players, even feeling a little bit of pain, they're looking at what the outcome could be and that they don't want— a multi-million dollar value of a player going out oh, there and sure. risking ruining the rest of his career. Yeah, but I, we're not we're not taking that into consideration here with the, with this. We're we're leaving yeah. money off the no, table, and at the end of the day, Mickey yeah. Mantle, he still hurt played or not yeah. hurt, he played. But when you bring but it into play, absolutely. because you have to. All right, yeah. You know, if you're talking about a guy who's worth twenty seven million. You got to protect that asset as well. Yeah. And Mickey Mantle wouldn't have been playing as many games right. as he yeah. did if it was yeah, that. Things were a lot then. different in regards to that back then. These guys kind of, you know, they didn't have the medical imaging that we have now too, where they pick up every Mickey, single right. little thing. Mickey Mantle's Mickey Mantle's fucking ankle could have been hanging by a thread, and he would been like, "Tape it up. I'll have a few beers, and I'll get out there and I'll play." Well, I we mean, all saw sixty one where he basically got gangrene of the hip and he wound up in the hospital. You're making man for Christ's sake. What was that supposed to make? He tried to play through that too. I mean, you can make all the comparisons in the world, but we can never truly compare when it comes to being on the field because we all know it's not their decision. I mean, if it was left completely up to the players, I fully believe that Aaron Judge's arm could be hanging by a thread or his calf could be ripped in half, and he would still tell you he wants to go out there and play. Mm-hmm. So, Well, we uh, you know, I got another guy on the I.L. now. It's uh, DJ LeMay who would have left thumb sprain. Um, like we said earlier, he told Boone that it felt like when he injured his thumb in 2018, which left him sidelined for about 17 days. So, I mean, you know, we might be looking at three weeks without LeMayu. Ryan no longer needs Blue Chew because Tyler Way will probably be playing every day. Yeah, canceled my subscription. I'm good until uh, he's back. Um, obviously, a huge blow. Uh, people like in, are saying that this is a bigger blow than losing Judge. I don't. I would say it's probably on the same level. I wouldn't say it's a bigger blow uh, because people have their thing. Oh, DJ doesn't strike out. Judge strikes out too much. <laughs> they love it. They love the strikeout. Uh, but it's a, I mean, you know, DJ and Glaber were like the two Ironmen last year and now yeah. DJ's hurt. So, I mean, that's, it sucks in that regard. Uh, DJ LeMayu wakes up and gets two hits before he even gets out of bed. So, True. you know, it's, and he was a really good leadoff hitter, maybe not a prototypical leadoff hitter based on, uh, you know, what you would, if you drew up a leadoff hitter from scratch, what it would, what he would look like. But DJ did a f- uh, fantastic job in that role. Uh, he was hitting like 420 or something in that area. He leads the major leagues in multi-hit games since he's been a Yankee. I mean, the accolades go on and on and on. He was a, a top-five MVP candidate. If um, Jose Altuve doesn't get a buzz when he's facing a role as Chapman, that's one of the biggest home runs in Yankee history Absolutely. in the ALCS last year. So, I mean, there, I mean, what else do you want to say about Gigi LeMayu? It sucks, it's, uh, but you know, here we are. And every time DJ gets a hit... 
social media gets flooded with, oh, the Yankees have to resign him. And it's re, R-E dash sign, not re-sign. Because right. that's, not, that's, that's resign. A different, that's a completely different word, which you, if you're advocating for DJ to be here, it's not what you want. You don't want them to resign DJ LeMayo. Um, can I ask you a quick question, sidebar question on DJ LeMayo? Do you think the Yankees are handling him wrong by having him as a table setter and not someone a little lower in the lineup to bring guys in? No, I think he fits in this lineup perfectly. Okay. At where I would, the way I was raised watching baseball and learned baseball, he's actually a number two hitter. I agree. But in this era of baseball, he's not. You know, Aaron I agree. Judge is the number two yeah, hitter. Yeah, because the analytics show what? The number two guy's your best hitter now, somehow, not the number three. I'm not saying he's Derek Jeter. I'm not saying that at all because Derek Jeter is a Hall of Famer. DJ LeMay is not going to the Hall of Fame as much as we love DJ. He's not a Hall of Famer. He's not going to wind up in a top 10 in, in, on the career hit list. But doesn't his approach at the plate and the way he he swings and all that encompassed, doesn't that remind you of Derek Jeter? He's a, yeah, because they were both just true, pure hitters. Right, like, and didn't and wasn't Jeter at his best when he was in the number two spot? Yeah, always. He just reminds me of the '90s Yankees. He just yeah, he does. He would have slid he, right he, into yeah. that lineup. Yeah, he does. Now, I, I I just here's my here's my argument that's, though is that, that's why. Oh, go ahead, Chris. If he wasn't a table setter and they did use him as a guy to come up maybe third and bring some runs in, could he be? Could he become a Hall of Fame player if he if he continued this through the rest of his career? I mean, you're you're going to argue that he's not a Hall of Fame player, but he doesn't have much to really ride on, other than getting on base. At this point, I don't. What do you want to say that if he was a number three hitter, now he'd be in the Hall of Fame? Well, I'm just saying with the amount of hits that he has and the clutch performances that he gives, I mean, if he had more of an opportunity to drive in runs, you might be looking at him in a completely different light, and that's crazy to think of because I have. Out of all the guys on this team right now, I mean, I can easily say DJ LeMay is your best offensive player as far as just a pure hitter. It's not even a question. So I don't know about that. So I don't think that's who's the guy you want up. And I don't. Yeah, it's DJ. And I don't think saying he's not a Hall of Fame player is a knock on him. That's all I'm trying to get at. If you played him in the right spot. He's not even going to get 3,000 hits, bro. He's at. Ten, what was he at? Like ten, like around twelve hundred for his career. Yeah, twelve fifty three. Yeah, how he's many years, years has he been playing? Already. He's ten years in already. Wow. Yeah, he's yeah. a really good player, and he's Great played player. probably above what he profiled at since he. You think he here. broke through his ceiling? He broke through what we thought his ceiling was. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh. Does the. Does this injury change your mind about the no. Yankees extending him? No. Well, that's what I was going to say. I, I wanted to ask, does this affect his uh, salary for free agency? No. Not at all. Uh, Ryan thinks he's going to get like $8 million on the well, open market. No, Here's he's a- going to get paid. I'm asking if you think that this will maybe, if this is a serious injury, does this cost him a lot of money? Because he was in line to make a lot of money. Well, here's one thing I'll say, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to preface it by saying there's been a lot of things I've argued with Ryan on, and he's been right about, and i got to give you credit. You've been, even on some of your craziest takes, you've been right. 
Mm. A lot of times, if you go back in this show, you are right about a lot of things. The one thing I will, and I'm not saying you're wrong, but I can never agree with, is that you have this notion that the Yankees are not going to pay DJ LeMayu and he's going to walk. And I just couldn't disagree more. Again, I'm not saying you're not going to be right. But as of right now, I couldn't disagree with you more because I think the Yankees are going to give this guy whatever they feel it takes, injury or not, to be part of this team. And on top of that, one last thing I'll say is, kind of like Garrett Cole, this guy loves being a Yankee. You can see it through and through. I know he doesn't show much emotion, but DJ LeMayhew fits in here, and he loves helping this team win. I don't see any scenario playing out where DJ LeMayhew isn't re-signed by the New York Yankees. The only way that he doesn't get re-signed in my mind is if him and his agent get fucking crazy and start asking for like $30 million a year. Well, the rumor is he wants $26 million. Now, that's his number. That's his, his number, right? That's the rumor of <laughs> I mean, what that's he wants a to little make excessive. Year. Is, that, is that sources? Is sources, sources saying that? Look, uh, what I'm saying is, is that if that is the number that his camp is throwing out there, Teams are going to pay him, and I don't know if the Yankees are going to take the Garrett Cole route and just and just completely blow it out. Yeah, and blow it out of the water where it's not even a question. You're not going to the Angels, Garrett. No, We're I don't think pay. they're going to. No, I don't. I I I'm in, uh, I am in agreement there that I don't think the Yankees will throw a blank check at DJ Mayu. I think they have a number set in stone, but I also don't think it's a small okay. number. Okay, no, and, and neither do I, but see, I think that they're, you, we look at the track, look at how hard it is for guys to make a name for themselves in New York, and this guy has done it so under the radar. We have never seen a player come in and just become a Yankee overnight the way DJ LeMayhew did, right? Like, th- this, yeah. th- this doesn't happen. Yes. So you take that into consideration and you say as, a, as another team in free agency, man, this guy is the guy. This is the guy that could turn our franchise around. And we're going to pay him a ridiculous amount of money. And the Yankees aren't going to be able to compete with well, what we're going to yeah, offer. Yeah, well, that's foolhardy if they think that DJ LeMay is going to come in and turn their franchise around because he's not that type of player. He's fitting in perfectly. He's fitting in with, with this lineup. And to what the Yankees do perfectly. I mean, I think he's you're not, taking my words the wrong. talent like... If you were bringing in Mike Trout, where you could say, "Oh, this guy is definitely going to change our fortunes around." If DJ is not in the right lineup, I don't know if he's going to have the same impact on a different on a, on another team. But I think and that's the, not a not, and that's not a knock on him either. No, I, don't yeah, want, I, don't, I don't think you're knocking him. I, but I think the precedent that he is setting, doing what he's doing for the New York Yankees, is going to be used as a, as the as mark leverage for for his contract and someone out there is going to overpay this guy because of it. Okay. And it's not going to be the New York Yankees. All right. I'm, t- I'm L- telling you. Let me ask you this, because Christian But just- hold on. Let me just say this. If this injury is serious and his numbers go down, then I am totally taking away this argument. I'm talking about a peak DJ LeMayhew heading into free agency. All right. I don't think it's that serious. I don't either, hopefully. From, Aaron, from the Yankees, I don't think it's that serious. Yeah, then, then So it- let me ask you this. Christian just touched on this, and I wanted to ask it before he even did. You go into these types of things with a set number in your head. And Christian said they have a number in their head. What is that number in your opinion? He's going to enter in his 30, 2021 is going to be his age 32 season and start the negotiation at three for 65. Okay. Yeah, yeah I would say they'll, they'll offer him. And I think that's more than three fair. for 60, but I think he'll end up with at least three for 75. That's crazy. I know, but I'm saying, dude, this is the kind of guy that for three years, we're not talking 10 years, we're talking three years, I want DJ LeMay on my team. Does he love being a Yankee enough where 360 or 365 gets it done without him having to hear anything else? No. 
I think so. You're you're paying him over dude. T- I love over the twenty Yankees th- too, man. twenty million. But I'm when I'm taking get, twenty see, more million dollars. Being, when these guys get that close to free agency, then they're going to want to hear what else is out there. If the Yankees had put that in front of them in February, I think he signs it without even thinking twice about it. Yeah, before he's hitting four thirty on the year this year. Are they? Are, is it legal to negotiate something mid season right now? Yeah, it is. Well, your right? own player, yes. Is there a cutoff date on that mid season? Who, if there was, who the hell knows this year? Yeah. Uh, All I'm saying is this. The Yankee, this guy, DJ LeMahieu, is going to get a contract. And I don't think the Yankees are going to take the Garrett Cole method and give and give him more than what they're willing to okay. give. It's going to be so more you, like I, a Patrick Corps. I, I agree with that, but if I had to bet where he's playing in 2021... Second base for the Yankees. Yeah, so I guess I think it's going to be second base I for guess the Chicago Cubs. I can agree with you on your take, but I will say I think the Yankees offer him enough where he doesn't have to hear anything else. I do. I hope so. And he, you know, he, you're right. He is the kind of player that maybe it does seem like that could play into it. But man, if I hit free agency and the rumors are buzzing, and I come and say, let's let's you got to factor in the rest of this season because look at what Steven Strasburg was able to do. If he didn't have the postseason he had last year, he's not making the money he's making now. Sure. So we we got to go back to a healthy DJ. If he comes out and the Yankees win a World Series and he's a major part of it, this guy is going to make a shit ton All of money. All I'm saying is that if, is ten or fifteen million dollars worth playing on a mediocre team? Where you nobody's ever going to hear of you again, where you've become a star now. Yeah, Robbie you, Cano, don't you know? It ha- it happens. Should have taken the Yankees. Manny money. Machado. You want to you want to compare you want to compare numbers. <laughs> Look at what G, uh, Gio Rochelle has done. Yeah, crazy <laughs> man, unreal, wild for for twenty five grand. The Yankees and credit Brian Hoke for this. Uh, the Yankees could have bought a used Hyundai Sonata for the amount. <laughs> <laughs> but they, they so paid the funny. Toronto Blue Jays oh, that's for great. Uh, Gio Urshela. I'm excited to get to this next bullet point I have here. I don't know if you're ready to get to yeah, it yet. I, I laughed at that. I didn't notice it until. I just, all I put on the, if you're watching the video on YouTube, and if you liked watching the videos for, for podcasts, we are on YouTube at MIY Sports Talk. Uh, my next bullet point here is we hate John Smoltz. And. I just put that because I know we all do, but Christian specifically needed to get to something, and so I put it on this show. All right. First of all, John Smoltz, what Fox executive heard him audition and said, oh, he's good. Let's hire him because you are a moron. Moron. He's the worst. He is by far. Do you think he just got hired on credential? Yeah. Like it wasn't like he had to. You know how some actors just get the job? They don't have to like audition for the role. Do you think that was what happened here? He's a Jason Witten of uh, Monday Night Football. Remember how terrible oh, he was announcing? Awful. But you know he's a great tight end. Yeah, but at least I mean maybe I didn't pick up on it. But it was not like Jason Witten went out of his way to rip the Giants or the Eagles. No, no, Jason Witten would Fair. just he would paint Jason like was so bad, a theatrical he quit portrait and went back to football. Yeah, he was. Like, <laughs> yeah. It, it made him realize how good easier. of a tight end he was. He still could be. This is John Smoltz last night when, when Nate Evaldi came out of the game. He, they showed his stat line, and he goes, well, he didn't pitch as bad as his stat line said. Dude, he gave up three home runs and allowed eight runs. Yeah. How did he not yeah. pitch as bad as his stat line said? He was terrible. Awful. 
it was because of his pitch count. He was he was he was at like forty eight pitches yeah. through five. Okay. great job. To, how are you going to try to portray him as <laughs> being anything but bad last night? That's like saying Jay Happ didn't pitch too bad his last couple outings because he only threw thirty guys, pitches yeah. but gave up eight runs. Yeah, he was out of the game. I don't know if you guys caught this last night, but I was talking to somebody about this just earlier today on Twitter when he was. He was driving that car down this street where he was trying to make it seem like Aaron Judge and John Carl Stanton being out of the lineup was a good thing because they strike out too much. That the mm. Yankees were better off with like Tyler Wade and Tyler sure. Estrada sure. being being out there because they are more contact oriented hitters. This like, is, dude, this is not a knock on Luke Voigt by any means because you know what kind of a fan I am of him. But we have Luke Voigt hitting second, which we just said is your best hitter. We have Luke Voigt hitting second in a lineup where you're supposed to have Judge, LeMahieu, or Stanton. And now you don't have any of those guys. So there's no way you can justify making that point or even trying to connect the dots on that point. It pains him so much to have to offer a compliment to the New York Yankees. And anytime he does, wait for it, count to three, and it will come out of his mouth. Then comes the backhanded part of yes. it. Well, the Yankees are the best team in Major League Baseball. I don't think there's any disputing that. One, two, three. But come October, they're probably going to be an easy out because they strike out too yep. much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a scumbag. He's 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 a resentful, just, just a resentful piece of shit. Just come out and say it. I would respect him a lot more Absolutely. if he just came out and say it, said it, because we all know the reason why. His Braves lost eight, count them, eight, eight. eight straight World Series games to the New York Yankees, right? Right. Eight. eight. And who and, and what team ended his career in 2009 when they roughed him up in Yankee Stadium and, and then he got designated for assignment? Who I'm going to say the Yankees. Yeah, he was, he was um, with Boston there, right? Yes. Uh, uh, so just come out and say it. Okay. Just come out and say it. If you came out and said, I hate the Yankees, they beat my Braves eight straight times in the World Series, they ended my career when they kicked my ass in 09, I hate them because of that, I would you say, you know what, I could respect that, at least you know being what, honest. Do you know what but, really kills him the most, though? That It's all that, it's all that salt intake he that has. In 96, they, they really had no right. Beating the Braves, they had no, no right. right. The Braves had no right losing that World Series, and they, and they came out and dominated two games, and it was like this is going to be in the bag before you could even enjoy the series. And the Yankees fucking came back, and then on top of that, the icing on the cake was the sweep of of ninety nine, and then and then like you said, two thousand nine. That was it. I mean, they they made him what he is, a fucking broadcaster, a resentful old man. Yeah. So that's or, it. I can see John Smoltz sitting on his lawn when he sees a, a kid wearing a Yankee jersey walking past his, his house. You get off my street now! <laughs> <laughs> and then you see the meme of old man yells at cloud. Yeah. National news story. I, I, I can't deal with him anymore. People say what, what broadcast is worse, ESPN or Fox. I think Fox does a better presentation but John Smoltz just he ruins it. I gotta I, say it. The marker for me of analyzing like an analyzer, a broadcaster, is if you have to, if you're sitting there watching the game and going, "Oh, I wish Joe Buck would be the only one speaking right now." You know that you hired the wrong guy. And who's that guy? Joe? What's his name? Joe Davis. That, did that sounds just like Joe Buck. Yeah. He's 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 not bad. He's he's good at his job. I would give him I would give him praise in that regard. But it's just like 
is he sitting there saying, John, just shut, shut the fuck up? He has to be. He has to be. All right. It's so, ESPN tonight, right? Yeah. They got to lower Vasgersian's mic a little bit tonight. Sliders. So, uh, he, you know. He screams in the players. Sliders. You know, when uh, Hap gives up five home runs tonight, three of them on A-Rod's going to go, well, Schleider, he mislocated three, three sliders tonight. Someone texted me. My buddy Gibbs texted me the other day, and he goes, you know, I never realized how A-Rod speaks until you brought it up on the show. Schleider. He's like, now I can't hear anything else. Players. So the Yankees came home, unless you guys want to rip Smoltz some more. Nah, nah, we're good. Fuck, fuck Yanke- you, Smoltz. Smoltzies. I think, I think that's a good way to end that segment. So the Yankees came home uh, Tuesday after a day off Monday. Uh, they take two from the Braves. It's like, it's like they wash away everything when they yeah, come home. It's true. And people are trying to say... You know what? Home field doesn't mean anything without the fans, but watch the Yankees at home versus the Yankees on the just road. Just different swag, man. You're right. They just get it. The Yankees right now are 14-6, and six, and they're 8-0 and 0 at Yankee Stadium. No, they have – I'm showing one loss for some reason. When I look on, like, ESPN, I thought they were undefeated at home too. But if you look on the standings, oh, they you want to know why they lost? Did they lose the, that Phillies game? Yeah, they were considered the so home that was team a home team, game. but they haven't lost at Yankee Stadium. Yeah. So yes. that's bullshit. Yeah, it's stupid. Okay, got it now. Yes, the the game they lost, they were considered the home team in Philly, but they have not lost at Yankee Stadium. They're eight and zero at Yankee Stadium this year, which is ridiculous. And we we've seen it even last year. They were they were a much better team at home than they are on the road and and even without the fans this team needs this team needs home field advantage yeah for sure they're they're built to play in that ballpark so you know tuesday they beat the braves uh that was uh jordan montgomery pitched well he ran out of gas a little bit in the sixth uh but he gave the yankees um a representative start i don't think we have anything to complain about with that that was uh the last time we saw aaron judge play uh then we move on to uh, Wednesday here. That was um, who started that game. Uh, well, Isaac is listed as the uh, winner. Did they go strict bullpen in that game? I think they did. King started so that, right? Oh yeah, King started. Yeah. No, I'm thinking of a different game. Yeah, you're thinking of the weekend game last weekend against Tampa. Um, hold on, I'm pulling it up now. No, that was Tanaka. Tanaka gave up two runs over four innings. Again, he looked he looked decent. He's yeah. just not getting deep in the games yeah. right now. One pitch. He made one bad pitch. Uh, so are you guys at a point right now where you feel confident with Masahiro Tanaka? Oh, for sure. For sure. I actually think Masahiro Tanaka, outside of being stretched out to go go the distance here, is the this is the best he's looked in a regular season in a long time. I think he's confident on the mound. He has a good rhythm. And I'm more than confident with him out there for sure. But what is he playing? Is he feel like he's playing for a contract right now? Maybe. Hey, maybe. I think I'm going to credit Matt Blake here with him. I, I said it last week. I'll say it again. I think if one guy is going to really benefit from Matt Blake this year, it seems to be Tanaka. I think Tanaka looks like a completely different pitcher. See him maybe playing for that contract is him using that same intensity that he always uses in the postseason, but he's he maybe is applying a bit 
of Maybe that mental, it in mentality a to, to the regular season a little bit more. But he's you're going to get this out of Tanaka in the postseason. I, I'm done. You can't doubt him anymore no, no. in the postseason. No. Yankees outscoring so, their opponent the last four games, 36 to 17. That's that's a nice. So if you had to uh, make a bet there. of where Masahiro Tanaka is playing in 2021, where would you say that he? I'm is? actually going to say, without a doubt, right now, the New York Yankees. If you had to ask me right now, and I had to answer right now, without a doubt, the New York Yankees. I could see him going to out west in California, either with the Dodgers or the Angels. I could see the Angels giving him some money. No, I, yeah, I mean, yeah. Again, but, you're talking about uh, are the Yan- is this a player the Yankees are willing to go above and beyond for? And the answer is no on my end. There's going to be a team that wants a starting pitcher, and they're going to give him a little bit more than the Yankees are going to give him. I was talking to my dad about this today, and, and he's kind of in, in agreement with me on this. He kind of – I didn't think about it until he brought it up, but I don't think – Tanaka's playing for another major league team next year. If the Yankees show little to no interest in him or don't meet his price, he'll go back to Japan. Maybe. He'll probably get more money. He'll probably get more money. The guy's a rock star over there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if he's going to make more money, then sure. But, I mean, I think... I, think I just don't... I just Dodgers can't... Would. I don't know if I see him in another, uh, in another uniform. Another guy who I think is just really comfortable in New York. Really loves being here. All right, so uh, that was also the debut of Clint Frazier. He got called up, uh, and he and he hit a dinger as part of back-to-back dings with uh, with Gary Sanchez. Has Gary hit home runs in three consecutive games now? Three. Okay. Three. Uh, so here, Clint Frazier in the uh, three games that he's been here, he's um, seven for eleven, <laughs> two home runs and eight runs batted in. For a robust 636 batting average, uh, his OPS is 2.12. Uh, yes, I know it's three games. It's three games. Okay, but, but here's the thing: three games means nothing, especially offensively for Clint Frazier, because we never doubted what he can do. Let's talk about what he's done in three games in the outfield, because in the three games in the outfield, he's been well. It was two. It was DH. Whatever, game. but you know what I mean. To his to his regard. He was challenged out there. I think by now we would have seen him have a like a classic he, Clint mistake. A, a ball is hit to him oh, now. Oh, when he dove, when he dove last night, that was a classic Clint mistake. Right, waiting that to was, happen. Yeah, lined up. It was. It was. But a classic Clint mistake, as we know, is a can of corn. Also, absolutely. Right? And that this is guy has not only made the plays, but he's made the plays confidently. Mm-hmm. Even the one play that stands out to me is actually a hard hit liner that he had to play off the ground and it was and it kind of took a bad hop on him but he was smooth with it he was confident he didn't second guess himself he got the ball in and he's he showed me that he is a completely different player right now completely different talent was never the question it was all mental with him and he always let that that mental lapse he always let it drip into his offense and that's what caused him slumps and couldn't get out of that this guy is not only talented now, but he has the maturity, the mental makeup of a major league baseball player. I, I tweeted this the other day, barring a complete collapse in the outfield, you cannot justify sending Clint Frazier anywhere anymore. Sorry. No, and I think you made a great point before all these injuries happened where the Yankees were going to, you tweeted it, that tweeted the it. Yankees should be 
testing Clint and have him play as much as as much as possible. And now they're kind of forced to do that. But I thought that was a good take. And uh, now, we're, I mean, he's going to be playing every day, right? Yeah, he has to. Uh, should mention, though, that uh, with DJ going on the IL, the Yankees have called up Miguel Andujar from the alternate side. Do the do. So, like, here's the where... alternate <laughs> side. Here's where, I'll, here's where I'll lose a lot of respect for the Yankees. If you see a game where Clint's on the bench and Miggy's in the outfield, that would really piss me off at this point. You gotta, I mean, what are you going to do? you got to play Miguel Andujar as well as if he's going to be up here. Yeah, but we have DH open. You have a DH spot wide open now. I'm telling you, they're, they're, they'll use Miggy as the lefty, the lefty platoon guy now. And anybody, and you know, credit the Yankees, they could have left. I think it was three more days. They could have left uh, Andujar down there, and they would have gotten another year of service time out of him. But they brought him up. Wow! All right, you got to respect that. Uh, so then we'll move on to Friday night. The Yankees kicked the Red Sox ass as, uh, and you know what. The Yankees have won like 13 out of 14 or 11 out of 12, whatever it is, against the Red Sox dating back to last year. And and Yankee fans want to, you know, crow about that, which is all fine and dandy. But the Red Sox have, you know, I'm still not going to take bows over that until we win another World Series. All this regular season shit is fun yeah. and fine and mm-hmm. until uh, there's another uh, banner yeah. hanging up center field. Yeah. Um, but, hey, man, if you're going to, you know what, I'll take the dominance over the Red Sox. I'm not going to absolutely throw yeah. it back. Garrett Cole went out there and did Garrett Cole things. Uh, seven innings, one run, four hits, eight strikeouts. Again, didn't even look as dominant as we've seen him. And yet he's 4-0. He can't be. Um, and then here, here's the funny part, right? He allows the home run to Verdugo in the fourth inning, and then I tweeted that Tweet. I think he just did that to get – to be so he could be mad about something. He just loves being <laughs> pissed off. And I think seven of his nine runs have come off the long ball too. Yeah, and he gave up a ton of home runs last year. Twenty nine. What, what did it matter? Yeah, it, do, it doesn't matter because a good pitcher, ERA. a good pitcher doesn't get beat like that. That and that he was, might give up some dingers, but he does yeah, it when his does, team's up by five runs and with nobody else on base because he's not allowing hits. If you're gonna give up, if you're gonna give up a solo home run or two, all you know in each of your starts, but those are the only runs you allow. Isn't that what you sign up for? Yeah. You ace to go out there and allow and his, like a run or two max? His 20 last decisions dating back to last year, all wins. And the guy right now is You're what? right, Chris. They do kind of promote that. Look, it says Cole Post's 20th straight regular season win, but that's technically not it's true. Really, it's just 20th straight decision as right. a win. So I always thought the record was straight games. But I don't think he's lost. He's gotten no, a loss. He hasn't no, lost, he hasn't. It's the decision. It's 20 because he didn't straight get a decision, decision on that one yeah, that no, seven inning camp. game he yeah. had four and two yeah. thirds. But uh, yeah, like I said, I think he just wanted something to be mad about, and then he kind of got on a a roll after. I think he retired like uh, seven or like seven or eight straight guys struck out a bunch of them too. That was where the majority of his case came is after he gave up the home run. So I mean. And then Gary Sanchez just was flexing his muscles. Uh, he threw up the old uh, sh emoji to his haters in that game because not only did he, uh, who was, it was somebody fairly quick to, was it Pilar? Yeah, it was Pilar. Man, he, that that wasn't even close. And Pilar's a good base runner, too. He's a Fast. great player. He's a Yankee killer. Uh, and Gary got him. I mean, that was a country mile in between uh, Pilar and the bag when yeah. Gary nailed him. And then that home run, man, that was a that was a bomb. That was classic. That was classic Gary feeling good at the plate right there. Was that there. the one where he stare, was staring down the pitcher? 
because Brazier in the Brazier actually talked some shit to Gary. I forgot about that. In 2018, um, he told Gary to get his ass in the box and then I, struck him out. So Gary Gary kind of didn't forget about that, and he he, uh, he took a peek at him when he was rounding the bases. That was nice. How about nice. the location of the catcher was was uh, spotted up? He was he was standing, and the ball came right down the middle. Gary just popped. You know, I got to say something about Gary real quick. The home runs are great. I think he's starting to turn it around. But my number one indicator with Gary Sanchez is just his at-bats in general. I don't care if the result is a strikeout. Gary Sanchez has been having so much better at-bats up there. That didn't sound grammatically correct. He's having much better at-bats up there. And even when he strikes out, he's going deeper into counts. He's making the pitchers work. And you saw it last night where he was down early. He worked the count back to either 2-2 or a full count. And he fucking blasted that ball. To give them the lead. Mm-hmm. That's what I want out of Gary Sanchez. If you're not going to get a hit, don't be an easy out. Right. Make the pitcher work a little bit. Because too many times we see Gary fall down 0-2, and then the pitcher can roll it up there, and you know he'll swing at it. But you got, but, when you're Gary Sanchez, you got to make the pitchers beat you on strikes. And if you can, And if you can do that, more times than not, you're going to get a ball that you can annihilate. And but that's why he's that's why he's a completely different hitter now. He's not swinging at that pitch two feet off the plate. So so you're saying that maybe you shouldn't judge a player based off of ten maybe. or twelve games. Maybe that's what I'm saying. Maybe. Oh, okay. All right. So then last night Yankees win again, eleven five. Uh, that was James Paxton made the start. What'd you guys think of Paxton last night? Not nearly as dominant as he was in. Uh, in Tampa, obviously. Well, you don't you don't like when they take a two run lead and he he immediately gives that gives it up, but he was hitting ninety four on the gun. Yeah, I like that. I gotta say, I hate that I'm doing this, but I can't help it. I'm starting to see Paxton too much as a hap roll, where I'm okay, where I'm sitting there and I'm going, you know what? If he can give me six innings and give up three four runs, I'm okay with it. And you shouldn't be okay with that. Paxton's not here to be Jay Happ. Uh, he went three runs, six hits over five last night. He only struck out two. Uh, that was kind of a weird home run that that Bogarts hit yeah. off him last night. It seemed like it was up in the air forever, and it looked like Talkman didn't know where the ball was either. I'm not saying he would have. He wouldn't have gotten it, there. but yeah, I, yeah, it was a weird home run. I got to just go back to Gary real quick. I got to tell you guys this. I got into a little bit of an argument with someone on Facebook. They posted in one of the Yankee groups that that we follow. Uh, oh, you're going full Gator right now. Um, they posted like, "Do we have to get rid of Gary Sanchez?" This was before he, he started going on his tear, and and I used my argument. Uh, I can't even fucking think with you, you asshole. Uh, I used my argument of where he's placed among AL catchers like I did the other day. His response back to me was, listen, bro, I'm not Bob Costas. I'm just a Yankee fan. (laughs) I'm like, listen, I'm not trying to rip you. I'm just saying that this is the mentality of the Yankee fan base. Give this guy a little bit of of a break here. Give him some slack. He'll turn it around. And compare him to other catchers like he did. Yeah, come on. But anyway... The Paxton thing, I, I, I'm expecting too little of him at this point, and I don't like that I'm doing point. that. I'm doing the same thing, too. You're right. And he, you need him to be your number two guy, and that's not really what a number two guy is. It's what a four or five is. Which makes him expendable to me. Yeah, I think if uh, we brought this up, I think even before the season started, if you had to choose between Paxton and Tanaka, I think especially the way the two of them are pitching at this moment, I don't think it's even a debate right no, now. it's not. Agreed. 
so the Yankees, uh, we're heading into tonight's game here. Uh, you know, it looks Hap is listed as the starter with a healthy 10.29 ERA. And Mazza, not Mazzo, Mazzo? Mazza. Daisy, go uh, warm up. Is uh, the starter for the Red Sox. He has uh, one game pitched this season, two and two thirds innings, hasn't allowed a run. Uh, he has ten games in his career, so he's a you know he's thirty. He's not a kid, but he hasn't doesn't have a ton of major league experience. It looks like that means so. that means they'll shut the Yankees down tonight. Seems like the Yankees play best on the the better better pitchers. Yeah, but I face. noticed this year when it's at Yankee Stadium and these young unproven pitchers come in there, they they're getting shellacked out there, dude. You saw it in the that Braves series. The Yankees might. Hassan. It seems like sometimes they'll sleep through two or three innings, and then it's like they wake up, score ten runs, and then they just. They're like, okay, we're good. Listen, I'm going to use this mentality tonight. It's something I've told my buddy that bets a lot, and it and it used to apply this to the New England Patriots. I'm not saying that the Yankees are going to win every game. All I'll tell you is don't ever bet against them this year because they have the ability to win every single game they go out and play, no matter would, who's pitching. I'll tell you what. I can't say in every game, but do not take the don't take the away team when the Yankees are at home. Just yeah. don't ever take don't bet against the Yankees this year, especially at home. I don't think the Yankees have any business winning this game tonight, but I think they will. What do you mean any business? The Red Sox are awful. They're awful, but you just won. You just won uh, two in a row. You have a guy who you don't have a lot of experience against, and the Yankees seem to seem to struggle against those kind of guys. You have Hap on the mound. What do you think Hap's whip is this year? Oh my God! Is it over two? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> What is it? Seriously. 2.14. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Walks, hits, right. Brandings pitch. Oh. If 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 Jay Happ has to come out of the game because of ineffectiveness, uh, can Aaron Boone please bring a steel chair with him to the mound? No. And just bring him up the contract and rip it up right on the mound and say, go. Should he, should he call Cashman and be like, can you fax no. me a copy of his contract? No, this is what you do. I'm sure Hap, you, a lot of people hate President Trump, right? You get Trump down there. Hap, I'm just going to assume, hates him too. You set him up in a, in a little office. And right from the game, in the third inning, when you pull him, you send him up. And you just have Trump sitting there and you go, you're fired. <laughs> you're fired. Done. Get him the fuck off the team. Send him to the alternate site if you want. Get him off this team. Is he in danger of being designated for assignment if he doesn't pitch well tonight? 100%. This was it. I gave him three starts because of the shortened season. Mm-hmm. If he can't give you five productive innings, and that that is not saying a lot. Five innings, you want to give up four runs? Fine. You got to give me at least five innings tonight. That's his biggest indicator, right? Five innings. If he can't get me through the third or fourth again, you're gone. I'm sorry. You're gone. No, I'm in total agreement. If he has another shit performance, I want him off the team, but... In- if you're Cashman and Boone, are you sitting down having that conversation after this game tonight you're, if he has a rough outing? You're probably not going to be as irrational as that because you you need depth, especially in a season like this. But you're definitely not starting him in his scheduled starts yeah, anymore. You're at least taking that heavily into consideration now if he clunks tonight. But fully right, rested so, bullpen, so should be able to use him. All right, so we'll look ahead here, and Wallace Chapman should be back soon. I think maybe tomorrow. I just want to say, before you keep going, I got to say, everyone keeps asking me, when's Chapman going to be back? And every time for the last week and a half, I've said, oh, he's right around the corner. Yet I don't see him. 
So what's going on? Because what do you mean you don't see him? There's no, there's nobody actually covering the team in the alternate site. So there's no video of anything they're doing down there. But like, well, when is he finally going to be back? He just pitched a sim game. I think the Yankees are going to see how he rebounds from it and maybe throw him back to back days, and then he'll be back. Okay. Boone said he's Boone said he's really close. That's why I'm thinking sometime this week. Okay. So we'll take a look ahead at the schedule here uh, as we, you know, we just previewed tonight's game with uh, crap on the mound. Hopefully, crap doesn't happen for the pretty Yank. Uh, then they finish up with these one of these it's one of these weird four game wraparound series. They'll finish up with the Red Sox on Monday, seven oh five start. The Yankees are TBD in that game. I guess they've resigned them for the uh, for from the alternate site. Yeah, TBD. So COVID rules. What you could do? What's more dangerous, uh, COVID or TBD? I don't know. TBD seems prevalent. <laughs> it sounds bad. Uh, then we play. Then we got the Reds, uh, the Red Sox. Then we got the Rays in for three Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Uh, Yankees owe the Rays a little receipt from yeah. last week. Yeah. Uh, Snell's on the mound Tuesday, uh, and then uh, the Yankees are TBD for all three games, and Ooh. then the Rays are TBD after Tuesday. Oh. So Snell's on the mound Tuesday, and then Subway Series twenty twenty kicks off at City. Excuse me, at City Field. With the Yanks against the Mets Sweet. and a little bit of a disappointment uh, Friday, Jacob Degrom was scratched from his start. Which Sweet. why would we care? Because uh, that would have lined them up to pitch against Garrett Cole in this series. Uh, so you got it. Right? If you love baseball, you 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 love those types of matchups. Well, regardless, maybe, maybe not. I think they both would have been slated to yeah, pitch he, on Thursday. He might have been that but, next game to open against the Braves, Cole. But either way, it would have given you, and then, wait, one, two, three, four. No, it looks like they might have missed each other both times. Mm. But anyway, you know, it would have given you some hope that you still could have seen Cole and uh, DeGrom against each other, which as a baseball fan. I Gardy, mean, Gardy's probably disappointed because he always does well against DeGrom. He's got some dings against him. Each other. So uh, keep an eye out for Thursday because that is listed as a 105 start, a rare day game during the week here Ooh. for this uh, COVID season. Mm. So a uh, couple of news and notes here with NYYST. We teased it last week. Uh, Chris gave me the uh, good news. I don't know if we're still on for good news. Yeah. But I, I, <laughs> who the hell knows anymore? Uh, I went ahead and I started running the polls. I'm really excited about this. It's something that I wanted to do for a, a while now, and I finally came up with the right way to do it. Um, it's called the uh, Sterling Silhouette Series. We're releasing five T-shirts of John Sterling home run calls with a silhouette of that player after he makes contact with a home run. Uh, really excited about that. Uh, the uh, first three polls are up right now at NYY Sports Talk. Uh, the first poll was the Yankee dynasty years. It was Derek Jeter, Bernie Williams, Posada, and Tino Martinez. Derek Jeter won that poll, so you will get an El Capitan t-shirt coming shortly. Um, then we'll move on to the uh, 2009 world champion Yankees. It was A-Rod, Matsui, Teixeira, and Robbie Cano. Robbie, I didn't really want to put Robbie Cano on there, but that's he's still such a, a player. Classic, yeah. It's such a classic. I actually voted ball. Cano because I, uh, I love the slogan. He, he didn't finish last, so. But Hideki Matsui, a thriller from Godzilla, which mm. is another, that's a that's an all-timer right there. Yeah. Low uh, racy. Low <laughs> racy, but I like it. You want to talk recency bias, 
and Judge just pulled ahead here because earlier today it was tied. Because if I had ran this one a week ago, Clint Frazier would be nowhere near the Nowhere lead. near. Uh, right now, still active for another nine hours. Uh, it'll be current Yankee infielders, Judge, Frazier, Guardy, and Mike Outfielders, Cockman. you mean? Uh, so Judge is ahead 34% to 32%. Over Clint Frazier, which, like we said a week ago, Frazier would have maybe gotten a vote from his cat, and that was about all it. we need is one more they home run from Frazier or a post game where Boone says Aaron Judge has been set back a bit, and you got Frazier taking that poll hands down. Uh, the next poll will be current Yankee infielders, and uh, I believe I have it narrowed down to Urshela, LeMayu. Torres and I'm going to count Gary Sanchez as an infielder. Is Lemayu's? But he sucks. Is Lemayu <laughs> Sterling's worst call by far? <laughs> what is his? David, David John, John hits one long, long gone. gone. Yeah, makes yeah, long it, gone. It's not. It's it, not. That great. sounds like he didn't think of one, and then he hit a home run it's, during the game, and he's it's like, "It's latter oh. years." Uh, oh. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> what no, does DJ great, stand for? It's there because of uh, DJ's popularity. Right. Amongst the fans. Right. And then the fifth and final shirt to be voted on will be the four second place choices. So it's like a second chance, which uh, consolation type. Yes. Yeah. So those five shirts, plus I gave Chris, which I think is a great idea. Um, I can't wait to see how it gets executed with the Gio Rochelle shirt that I. Uh, yeah, we have to we have to time that, though, because if he wins. The silhouette. Do you still want? You want to delay that one a little? Should I put it out before any of that? No, I think you should do it before we actually run okay. with the uh, okay. the uh, silhouette series. Okay. And I'm I'm going on vacation for four days, uh, Wednesday through Saturday. And when I come back, I'm hoping to have another Garrett Cole design. Uh, the Are one you... that I wanted, I couldn't. I couldn't find the right picture for. So hopefully something pops to me. Are you gonna there. wear? More, are you gonna wear? Gator I want more. The whole time. On. No, this is why. No, not the whole time, but the reason why I got the Gators is uh, is for the vacation. Screw, screw sunscreen. You just throw that bad boy on your face, you'll be fine. So I definitely want more Garrett Cole merch on, on the site. So I'm really excited. I'm glad that Chris gave us the uh, the go-ahead to, to, to go with that. I really want to start pumping out some new stuff, I'm, and hopefully uh, we can still get that camp design out there. We want to do something special with it because we did kind of work hard on it, so figure something out with that got anything to add that's it man i'm ready ready to watch a game all right your wife wants to take a nap about 45 minutes ago too so uh thank you for listening to episode 189 of the nyyst podcast and we do have to mention glaber's heating up a little bit maybe not with the power but but he's getting some he's getting some knocks some little yeah that's all i need right now bingo here so he's heating up. And that's what you like to see, man. When a couple of your big guns go down, other guys that have that's been uh, cold start stepping up. So, you know, Glaber and Gary are heating up here. And if Gary's going to give me one hit a game and it's leaving the ballpark, I'll sign for it. Hell yeah. All right. So thank you for listening. Uh, this might be next episode Sunday after the Met game might be a Jay Happ Memorial episode. <laughs> by Jay Happ. Hopefully not, though. Hopefully not. I mean, like I said, I, I never want to – I'm not the type of fan that wants to be right on a bad player or what? A, yeah, yeah, right yeah. about a You'd, bad player. Yeah. You'd rather be I wrong rather, than him. Produce. I'd rather have go out there and pitch like uh, Randy Johnson than yes. uh, us have to worry about Dead good Randy, Randy Johnson, not Yankee year Randy Johnson. Yeah, Mariner please. Randy Johnson. <laughs> please, Mariner Randy Johnson. Please. You know what? Even though if he pitches like Yankee Randy Johnson, I'll it'd take be it an upgrade. Point. It would be an upgrade. 
All right. Thank you for listening to episode 189 of the NYYST podcast. Uh, thank you to Creed. He's been up here the whole time sleeping like a good boy. Mm. Creed likes sitting in on the pods now. So You gave him a little catnip, I heard. Gave um, him a little a doggy do- weed. He's a dog. I, I, do have, uh, I do have pills for him. <laughs> there you go. Dirt, uh, <laughs> Puppy tranks. It's time to go. Uh, <laughs> uh, thank you for listening. To epi- How many times have I said this? Uh, a million. <laughs> thank you for listening to episode 189 of the NYYST podcast. Follow us on Twitter at NYY Sports Talk. Follow me on Twitter at Christian underscore NYYST. Follow Chris when he tweets at Chris Jr. underscore NYYST. Ryan, drop your handle. Uh, at, at Stack, Stack I Rye. Rye. Underscore NYYST. Stack I Rye needs to tweet more. He's, 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 got some good tw- he's got some good tweeties when he comes up with yeah. it. When I tweeted he, it, I tweeted it. When he tweets it, he tweets he, it. Okay. He needs, to eat, okay. he needs to eat his tweeties more often. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Players eat the tweeties. I need to eat my tweeties. Okay. Hi, Cholesterol. All right. I need some tweeties. Uh, all right. We'll let you we'll let you go here. This is running long. Hopefully you get in time to watch the Yankees play the Sox tonight. If not, catch us Monday morning in a regularly scheduled uh time frame. <laughs> Whatever, dude. Stack guy Rye. Go Yanks. Chris, say goodbye. Boom!